Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. The Game Boy, the Xbox, the PlayStation 4. Gotta press pause cause your mom's at my door. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. We game all month, give out points and sorts. Better look out, it's another Switch port. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Beat of the Month podcast. This is episode 82. We're taking a look at stealth games. And tonight I am joined with Spiral. What's up? Bash. What's up? Muff. Shout out to Jada Kai. Darkside. What's going on? And Melbro. The real is back. All right, and my name is Brian, and we are going to kick things off with Spiral. Spiral, please let us know what stealth games or anything else you played recently. Hey, before we do that, one thing for Spiral, um, I trust your judgment here. You, the, you're the only one that has played Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild like recently, like both games, right? So just to close this out, on behalf of the Beat of the Month cast, which is the better game? Elden Ring or Breath of the Wild? I mean, official decision. Go. So I would say Elden Ring, um, just because it's so much more modern than Breath of the Wild. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it's got five years on it. Brian's it's, got five, it's got five years on it. Graphically, I think um, just the immersion is much better in Elden Ring. I'm not talking any shit about Breath of the Wild because I love that game too. But uh, when I I was playing Breath of the Wild, I jumped off to play Elden Ring because we all bought into the hype train. And I had zero thoughts of going back to uh, Breath of the Wild while I was playing Elden Ring. And usually I don't do that shit. Usually I just play one game and play it through and then go to the next one. So I thought maybe I'd just play Elden Ring and then for a couple hours and go back to Breath of the Wild. But it never happened because Elden Ring was very, very immersive. And just combat and strategy and um, the world itself, I feel, um, were better than Breath of the Wild. Uh, but the difficulty and um, the story, well, story is kind of shitty in both. Um, <laughs> but uh, the uh, just the world in itself is it, so much more in I feel in Elden Ring, and it's much more, um, you know, it, it just to feel the game like it's like super like dark and scary, and in the difficulty as well, just made it for like a challenge where. I really haven't played a game for like eight hours straight. Elden Ring made me do that, and Breath of the Wild didn't make me do that. But I'm not talking shit about Breath of the Wild because it's a great game, too. You already heard it, guys. Breath of the Wild is a better game. Sorry, Elden Ring is a better game. <laughs> no, you had, right. you had it right. You had it right the first time. Melvin yeah. had a Freudian slip right there. I'll, I'll just edit out where you uh, corrected yourself incorrectly. <laughs> I'll talk about Breath of the Wild a bit in this, in this episode, too. All right. I, I won't belabor the point. Breath of the Wild is the best game of all time. Second best game of all time. Anyway, um, stealth games. So before we kick (laughs) off into the games we actually played, I did want to talk a bit about what you guys think makes a good stealth games. If you do, you like stealth games in general. Um, You guys have any thoughts that you want to kind of throw out there? Well, one thing that I hate in stealth games is when you're doing a mission and you get caught and then it automatically fails the mission and you got to start over. So the opposite of that makes a good stealth game. I would agree with that. And I also don't like stealth games where if you get caught, you're as good as dead, pretty much. Like, I like stealth games where it's like stealth light, 
to where if you can be stealthy, you will have an easier time of it. But then when you get caught, most of the time you can still beat your way through it where like I was thinking about it. Metal Gear Solid for as much as I love that game, I don't love it for its stealth mechanics. I think that the way that I play it, which is maybe not the best way, but you try and not get caught. When you get caught, you hide under like a bookshelf or something. You wait three minutes doing absolutely nothing for the guards <laughs> to leave you alone. And then you get out like it's not a very fun, like kind of gameplay loop, I guess. Like I like Metal Gear Solid for everything else about it, not because it is a stealth game. Yeah, oh, I disagree. I love it. And then like hiding the bodies that you kill. I love when games do that. Like when you can't leave the bodies there and you have to hide the bodies. That's the best. Is that fun, though? You, you that find that fun. fun? Yeah, 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 I do. I do. And you like getting in the locker and then you're just kind of sitting there for two minutes until they lose your trail and then and then you get out doing that over and over again? It makes it feel more realistic to me, not like so video gamey. I like that. And that's not it, I'm not going to get into it now, but with uh, I prefer um, more fun over realism every time. Like if there's a mechanic that they can make it more fun and make it less realistic in my opinion, I'll, I'll always go for that. But I've always preferred the more arcade type game to the like realistic or simulation type game. Anybody else have any thoughts on uh, stealth games in general? Do, do you guys like stealth games? I you love know? them. It's one of my favorite genres. I like sneaking around and like anytime I'm playing a game and they give me the option between like going batshit crazy and going stealth, I'm always going to choose stealth and try and like silently take down the enemies, kind of work my way through the level. I enjoyed like catching people by surprise. Just like that time when we were playing um, Dead by Daylight and I was in that locker room. I didn't know where I was at. Remember that? <laughs> no. I think like <laughs> this is kind of specific, but like this is like the mark of like a good stealth game and kind of like more modern ones is where you can uh, just whenever this comes up, this makes me love the game. So you can knock someone out out in the open with like a uh, tranquilizer dart or something. Then someone else sees them, comes over, you knock them out. Then you can get like a pile of like just 10 knocked out people and just clear the entire level out like that. That's my favorite strategy out of like maybe any video game. Yeah, that is do that fun. in like the new Deus Ex ones, Metal Gear Solid 4 and 5 are good for that. Yeah, I think I tend to like uh, stealth games where it's a good mixture of action and stealth. Um, you know, like, uh, fuck, I don't know. Any Assassin's Creed game is pretty much like that. You, you like know, where, yeah, uh, yeah, they're pretty good. You can, you know, do stealth or you can just, you know, run and gun per se, you know, but, uh, uh usually when there's options other than stealth, I, I tend to like those more than just a straight up stealth game. Um, the Splinter Cell games were very much, at least back in the day, they were, uh, very much stealth. And then if you failed, then you were pretty much fucked. And so I never really got into those. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. Like, and we'll get into Horizon Zero Dawn later. But like, it is satisfying Like when you're doing headshots and they don't know where you are and you're kind of sneaking around. But then when I get caught, I do like that I can just beat everybody up then. like yeah. it, It's not usually a point of no return to where it's like, well, I might as well reload my save because I'm going to get just demolished by all these enemies then. Yeah. All right. Any other general thoughts on stealth games before we get into the specific games that we played? No, I second the thought. Like what Dark Side said, I like when like if you get caught, that's not the end of the game, right? You can still like if you're playing like a Last of Us two or Deathloop or something, 
you get caught and it's like, okay, I got caught, but now I can just fuck them up and try and fight my way out of this. I don't like when it's like a hitman type of game. Like when you get caught, like that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, those are those aren't my favorite. But the games to where if you get caught, you get to keep going. Nobody would ever try to sneak because they'd be like, fuck this. I'm just going to run through it. Yes and no. I, I mean, I usually at least give a, a try because it is easier most of the time. And you'll usually conserve ammo and health if you can sneak around. So, I mean, I, I try a little bit. To be Are you stealthy. trying to say everybody's just like you? No, I'm just <clears throat> offering up another opinion, Muff. That's all. Yeah, it's a give and take. You know, like Brian said, if you so if you sneak your way through, I said you, people. you serve on ammo. Am I, a, am I a person, Muff, or no? I didn't huh? say every bitch, bitch. I said people. <laughs> <laughs> Salty Muff. Yeah, Am Muff, I a bitch, man, Muff? Geez. The deeper you dig. Yeah, Muff, who on the podcast is a bitch and who is not? Can you go through the lineup, please? <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're on if they're on tonight either. Please include everybody. What do you want to do? <laughs> anyway. Um so let's get into the the specific games that we play then. Spiral, do you want to kick things off with the games that you played? Sure, and I'll give you my short um thoughts on stealth games myself i don't have much of a history of playing stealth games um but uh and i know they're a popular genre after doing some research but to me they're not the best experience for me i like stealth more as a component of a game but not a game that's all about stealth um not that i have a lot of experience but playing the game i did this month um it got a little repetitive uh just because I was just sneaking the whole time and hiding, waiting, sneaking, attacking, hiding, waiting. It was this rinse, repeat. Um, but again, I haven't played it many games. One so, other thing real quick. When it's a non-stealth game and they add a stealth level or a stealth element, it's usually never good. I mean, do you guys agree with that? Or, yeah, yeah, or do agree. you think it's fun? I, I hate it. Like in Spider-Man Spider 2018 or whatever year it was. It's one <laughs> of my Mary favorite Jane games. Episode. But I hate I hate those Mary Jane missions. <laughs> I hate it, though. <laughs> it just like slowed the game down so much. And like, once you get caught, that was it. It just wasn't a good uh, addition to that game. Because I think there was something in Ocarina of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time in the beginning where there's like some stealth section where you have to get by the guards. And that's annoying, too, because I'm pretty sure you get caught. They blow a whistle. You're back to the very start of that section. And it was it was pretty annoying. See, I'm thinking even less than that. I'm thinking like stealth attacks, like an Elden Ring, where you sneak behind a guy and attack him and get like a boost attack. Boost. I like that. I like that in Elden Ring. I, yeah, I do. I do like that, too. Yeah. Maybe if Breath of the Wild had that, it would be a little better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been. Playing, I think it did uh, have a component like that. I've been playing Bloodborne recently a little bit, and they don't have that stealth mechanic in there. It's just, it's just the attack mechanic from from Elden Ring, and it's very missed because I'd rather sneak up on them bitches. That's how I got through the first part of Elden Ring, just sneaking up and attacking them. Yeah. I re I remember that you sneak up onto the edge of the cliff, and then a thousand feet down, you just drop bombs for an hour. I picked that guy that started in class. I mean, you have Brian because they said something about like his stealth and sneak attacks, but that didn't really mean shit in that game. What are you you're talking about the confessor in the confessor? Yeah, he was supposed oh, to have some yeah. power up that made him like sneak or something, but it didn't really mean anything. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, like you do less fall damage or something, and it, yeah, it really <laughs> seemed very minimal for that character yeah. class. So the stealth game I played uh this month is a game called Aragami. Uh, not origami, but origami, and it's uh, 
it was a free uh, game with, with gold on Xbox game that I downloaded a few years ago. And when I was doing some research and games to play, I was like, okay, I got this. I'll play this. And I tried it out and I liked it. Um, and basically it's a, uh, the story is about, um, it's kind of convoluted. Basically someone brings you to life and you're like this shadow ninja. And uh, you're doing some bidding for this girl who wants you to kill some people. And you just go through these levels. It's set in Japan. And you go through these levels, you have a sword, and you have an ability where you can you can warp into shadows. Um, so if there's a shadow on the level, you can hit, like I think it's like a right trigger, and you, you could warp to it as long as you're within the range. <clears throat> but uh, you had a limited amount of um, ability that had to recharge, and you recharge it uh, when you're in a shadow. So you want to stay in the shadows as much as possible, which is kind of neat. Um, like the power bar or how much... Um, ability you had was shown in your cape and the character design is super cool i don't know if you guys seen the artwork for this game but the actual character looks really sharp he's got he's like a red ninja with a cloak and a and um a hood and a cape and the cape has these markings on it and the cape lights up when you have the ability and as you use it like the the markings in the cape um they fade to black so you just look at your cape to see how much how much power you have how much ability you have to use um, but yeah, it's basically just you going through Japan, uh, getting revenge from the person who um, who called you and brought you to life, and then there are some flashback episodes of what's going on and and uh, how you are connected to this person, and it's a battle between light, light and dark. So the story was okay. It it had some twists and turns. It was okay, but um, the stealth element was neat at first. But after like about three or four hours, I was getting sick and tired of it, man, because you would literally do this like 50 times in the level. You would hide behind a tree, find a shadow, warp to it and attack. And the animation was there's only two or three animations. Like there wasn't a lot of um, different ones. There wasn't a lot of variety. So it was seeing the same thing over and over again. And the one thing, and I don't know if this is true for all stealth games, but I felt like this was like a puzzle game because you did have just the one time to try. And if you got caught, you had to start the level all over again with all the enemies back in place, unless you hit a checkpoint. And I felt it was like a, it was like a puzzle game where you have to like kind of figure out like what order you're going to do things in. Like, who am I going to attack? Where I'm going to go? Where I'm going to warp to? Where am I going to hide? Um, so... In that respect, it was interesting, but again, a little bit repetitive. Um, the music was was pretty good. I think Melvin would like the music in this game. It was uh, pretty good for a, a game of this caliber, I thought. Um, the uh, the costumes and artwork were, were pretty good. It was just, man, after like two or three hours, I was getting a little bored. And the game is about 10 hours long. So overall, I say it was cool. Um, stealth games are not my thing. Uh, I'll probably never play a game in the series again. Unless we have stealth games too, um, you never but, play another stealth game again. Well, not not in this genre. I guess not in the series. I mean, um, how many games are in the series? Two so far. Two. Yeah, and the his game it was made by a company called Lensworks, and I looked the, look at their website and they see they're passionate about stealth games. And this game came out in 2016, and they have a sequel. So in six years, they've done two stealth games. Um, so has anybody else heard of this game? I've never heard of it. I've, I've heard, heard of, it. of it only like scrolling through the eShop or something. Yeah. Also on Switch? I think so. It is. It is. Hmm. 
and it was it was about 10 hours long um 81 on metacritic which honestly i think it's a little bit too high maybe 81 oh, in 2016 um <laughs> and uh what i thought was interesting though is it has a very strong asian theme right like i was like okay this game was an asian company then you finish the game and i'm looking at the developers and i'm thinking i'm going to see some japanese names and it's like riley anderson mike o'neill <laughs> like super white dudes I'm good like, old oh. riley anderson <laughs> so uh, they did a good job of replicating the asian experience <laughs> i'd say uh but overall the game was okay was this you might have said this is it a 3d game or is it side scrolling it's 3d it is okay i can imagine the side scrolling stuff game there, I mean, there, I guess like Limbo or Little Nightmares, kind of, right? But. There's one called Mark of the Ninja that I played probably like 10 years ago at this point that's actually pretty good. And it's, uh, I forget what mechanics they used, but yeah, it was a side-scrolling uh, stealth game. And it was it was pretty fun the way that they did it. I think there was a lot of like levels to where you could like go through the floor and like get guys above you or you could drop down through the floor. So mm. that's how they kind of managed that. It was more like verticality to the stealth rather than like, left and right all the time gotcha sounds like little nightmares to me man <laughs> <laughs> the one one last thing i'll say about the game that was kind of neat was it did have some rpg elements like you could create you could um find scrolls and things like these hidden scrolls once you get um a certain amount you unlock different abilities which you could choose from um from the tree so you could get like the ability to like um like when you kill someone you get the ability to like um like melt their bodies away because it had the old, you know, stealth trope that when someone sees a dead body, that they alert everybody and yeah. got to hide for a bit. I like that. Yeah, that was that was kind of interesting. Some of the some of the um, the powers you can unlock weren't that great. There was maybe like this two or three. I thought that, that were worthwhile. Um, but I think that that button element, I guess, of reality to it. Uh, but overall, I thought it was it was okay. They should create like a stealth Metroidvania game. It would be kind of fun. I can't think. I guess of Dread does kind of have a stealth element in it. But... What game? Metroid Dread. Oh, Dread. Okay. I thought you said Bread. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Fuck. Yeah. Never heard of it. Didn't you play yeah, that game? I am, I am Bread. Wasn't yeah. that a stealth game? <laughs> <Yeah. for laughs> Slice of bread, just roll around the carpet. <laughs> so speaking of Breath of the Wild, I did play the two DLCs, which were interesting. Very interesting. The Master Sword Trials. I'm not sure if you guys. I played this. I don't think I don't think anybody has played this. Has anybody played this? I I did. Yeah. Okay. I didn't get to the end of it. But... I did not either. Yeah. I did two of the three. I I know why you guys didn't get to the end of it, man. Because fuck, it was hard as hell. Holy shit! Like you start with zero. Like you, maybe you have like um, a couple of things that maybe give you like a a couple hearts, but you have nothing, and um, like you have to like no sword. No. Yeah, you don't have any armor. You don't have any sword or anything. That's all Muff likes to play. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's a total Muff experience. <laughs> um, you and you have to go through through like easy beginner and hard trials. And at the end of the game, you get like a master sword upgrade, which for me wasn't necessary. I already had beat the game at this point. But um, basically, the first, the first, the the different trials consist of a certain amount of rooms or dungeons, where you get just no, you get no saves at all so i'm i'm playing it i'm getting through the first couple of rooms like oh this is cool i die and i expect to start at room number four but no i have to start all over from the very beginning again which can be real super tedious uh so 
after about four or five, four or five times of doing that, I just found a guide. So thank God to Polygon, the website. They had a really good uh, guide on this game, and I had to follow it, man, because I probably would have wasted a month or so playing this if I didn't have the guide because it was that difficult. It was to the point where I was like, I was like cutting down every tree to get branches that you could burn that would give you like a quarter of a heart. I remember back. doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember doing that. And what's what is interesting though is that it, it teaches you to use the rune abilities, like the bombs I was using a lot, stasis, um, the ice at some at some points. Um, it really made you use those because you had very little weaponry until you got towards the end. Uh, there was some saving graces, like you get to like room seven or eight, and there'd be an oasis where you'd have fish to catch. You'd uh, get treasure treasure chests to get some sometimes some weapons, sometimes um, some armor. Uh, still, it was very little, um, and you got a cooking pot too. So if you knew how to cook different ingredients to get some some good uh, some good restorative items, uh, which I had to again refer to Polygon to find, um, it got a little easier. But yeah, it's rough, man. I was reading online. People were having a lot of difficulty with this, especially like the final room where it was like 25 rooms or 23 rooms. Um, I get, you get two Oasis uh, levels, but you got to fight like Guardians and uh, Lynels and those things. And if I didn't have the tips that the Polygon gave me, I would have never finished it. Um, so it was cool. I, it was a fun experience. It was fun going back to, to Breath of the Wild for a bit. But man, it was difficult. And then the second DLC is the Champion's Ballad, which was very interesting too. Both of these are about, I'd say, 10 to 15 hours long. And the Champion's Ballad, uh, what's neat about this is that you get to open some new shrines. Um, you get a new rune ability at the end of the game. And uh, the very beginning of the game, you know, we were talking about like best weapons in games. Um, and in this DLC, you get this, uh, this weapon that will one hit and kill anything you come up against boss i'm guessing bosses um some of those bigger enemies um just hit them once and they're dead the caveat is that you get only a half heart container it brings you down to a half heart container and you can't uh, <laughs> heal yourself um so you really rely on your your bow and arrow to get through that portion of the game um but yeah, it has a new, it unlocks at the end of the game. Hopefully this is not too too much of spoilerage, but uh, it uh, it unlocks a new Divine Beast at the end. That's and then, cool. Yeah. And uh, again, I guess some people don't like the Divine Beast. I thought the Divine Beast experience was very cool, especially this one. And then at the very end of this game, you fight a boss, which was super cool. I don't want to spoil it. Did you play it, Brian? I did, yeah. I don't remember all the specifics about it, though, so I don't even remember, like, the the boss that you fought at the end of it. Mm. I think it's, this game has been out since, what, 2016? I think it's a fair game to spoil it at this point. Okay, so I will. Um, when you go to a shrine, at the end, you get, like, there's that thing behind the glass, whatever that thing is, that talks to you and says, you know, you beat the shrine... And it heals you and everything and brings you back to the beginning or the um, old guy or whatever is that what you're talking about the old guy yeah so then you fight him at the end of this dlc mm. um which was a tough fight for me uh but i was able to beat him without any kind of uh hints or tricks but it was a long long ass fight um and then you get the the bike rune which is pretty neat too the bike is cool yeah it but once i got the bike there was nothing left to do so i i rode around for 
I don't know, an hour. And then I was like, well, I guess that's that. But it, it was cool. It was fun because you just go super fast through the mm-hmm. world. A bike is in a bicycle or a motorcycle? Motorcycle. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. I remember seeing that. I thought that was like some mod that people did. That was like actually in the <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah. You got it at uh, the, uh, was it the end of the champion's ballot is, is when you unlock that spiral? Yeah. 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 Why it was a really cool a motorcycle. <laughs> so he can go fast, man. Then it had that tie into Mario Kart. Nintendo knows what they're doing. <laughs> so that was my end of uh, Breath of the Wild for me. Um, overall, I love the game. Um, I know Brian. You may say it's one of the best games of all time. I agree. I think Elden Ring overall was a bit better. I will say going from Elden Ring to Breath of the Wild was so much more relaxing. Because <laughs> I felt like Elden Ring, after every corner, every you know, you would just have this feeling of dread no matter what. You know, no matter what level I was at, if I had five rats on me, I was going to fucking die. And uh, <laughs> Breath of the Wild was much more relaxing. Yeah, no, Brian likes his games a lot more lighthearted. Which is fine. Yeah, I like uh, I like mine a little bit more dark. But no, Breath of the Wild is an amazing game, though. That Elden Ring has no joy, no almost no, no not, joy. Yeah, That's no, yeah. Sure. I, I do like my games more colorful, more <laughs> lighthearted. Um, that that is a big part of it. The tone of the game I just liked a lot more. Yeah. You know, I've had a good idea about maybe talking, uh, maybe having a podcast about best endings and worst endings. I will say Elden Ring and Zelda and Breath of the Wild have one thing in common. That is the endings were fucking terrible. <laughs> they were. <laughs> they were. Holy shit. You play a hundred hour game and you get that shit ass ending for both games. Come on, man. The thing about the Elden Ring ending, I can't say it's bad because I never knew what the story was about, to be honest. Yeah. I never understood what I was doing in the first place. <laughs> Who knows so. what happened? None of it made sense. <laughs> that shit didn't make sense at all. Well, you think it'd be like some sort of explanation or like at least a couple minutes, five minutes of cutscenes and story. And do you remember? They had like George R. shit writing on it too. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was a cash grab. He's like, oh, put fingers in it. There you go. Give me a million (laughs) dollars. What was the whole thing about the dung beginning of the game? It was like supposed to be like a dung eater boss or something. And people always used to write those messages talking about dung. What game? Was that at. Elden Ring. Elden Ring. You don't remember that? I don't remember any of that shit. No. The Dung Eater was in um what's that place called? Like your uh sanctuary. Like sanctuary. he was like the round table? Yeah. Like you beat him, I believe, because he's all red, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember now. Yeah, that was some yeah. side mission that you had to do certain things in order for that to play out. Hmm. But it all kind of, I don't know, I don't remember. It's like at some point, if you do everything right, you can fight him. George R. R. Martin, fuck that story up. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of story, the last game I'll talk about is a game I just started last weekend. Yakuza, uh, like a dragon for uh, Xbox Series X. RPG, totally down my alley. Turn-based combat. Uh, so I was like, so this will turn some people off. I think I'll turn Muff off. I mean, actually, it looks like Muff is turned off right now. But anyway, he uh, Muff's never game, turned off. The game, I was researching it because I was playing the first like ten minutes, and it was a fucking cutscene that was like longer than anything in Elden Ring in the you know hundred twenty plus hours of that game. The first cutscene the accuser had a beat, and I was reading this game, and it's like forty five hours long. Uh, if you do this domain stuff and one of the reviews on metacritic was the game's great it's awesome but half the game is action half the game is cutscenes. so i'm like whoa really <laughs> and uh, 
it was to a point in this game where my com- my controller went to sleep because the cutscene was taking so long. <laughs> <laughs> but the game is cool. I I like the story so far. It's it's set in modern times, which is kind of unusual for me for an RPG because the RPGs I play are like either sci-fi set in outer space or medieval or high fantasy. And this game is set in modern Japan. Um, but the characters are neat. The story is neat. Main character is kind of whiny, um, kind of annoying. But uh, there's a there's also a time jump, and I feel like any game that has a time jump is a good game. Um, you said it's not a good game. It is a good game. There's a time oh, okay. jump in the game. Um, so there's a time jump very early on, uh, and the background of the characters and the world and the crime bosses is really really neat. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing it more. Uh, the last thing I'll say about this game is that the um, the the combat uh, the the uh, the combat is turn based, but still has kind of like that old style to it. Like um, basically turn based, you choose an action, you can attack, or you have like a special ability that this meter builds up to. Uh, you can interact with some of the environment as well. Uh, you can do timed blocks. So if the if it's the enemy's turn and they attack you, and you hit the button at the right time, you can raise your defense. Um, and it has like some of the old RPG cliches. Like I was playing, playing a, a battle scene, and the guy like called out for help. Like and it says out there, like so and so calls out for help, but no one came. And it's like it reminds me of like Dragon Warrior, the old Dragon Warrior games, where like some of the enemies would try to call for backup. But yeah, the turn-based combat is super neat. I'm, I am uh, excited to play more of this game and uh, see the cutscenes and see how this game plays out. So this is the first one. And you're you're gonna this play through the, the whole last series. One. This oh, is you the, didn't start in order. No. Yeah. What is it? The like the seventh or eighth game in the series? It's the seventh game in the series. Do you um? Like I've ever played. Do you know what's going on? I believe it's like it's a, an original. It's like a story. turning point, right? Yeah. Like when I've read, like it, the old storyline yeah. is done. I, yeah, I think right. yeah, it's like a good jumping into point actually. Oh okay. So which one? Oh, I'll play this one. Yeah. What's the name of this one? Spiral? Like a dragon. It's it was on, on PS Plus. Yeah. Oh, so I have it. Yeah. 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 It, the cutscenes are long, but I'm curious to see if whatever what everybody else thinks about. It. I think maybe Moose played a bit of it. Um, I believe he did. Yeah. Would I like this game? I think you would. I, don't, I feel I'll like you it. would. On your recommendation, um, I'll play it and I'll hold you to it. <laughs> the other thing about this game is it it's a Sega game. I haven't played a, a game made by Sega in so long. So when that Sega like logo came up i'm like oh man old times i wish it would have had like the intro like the old games did with like the, the voiceover Sega. All right, Bash, you want to go into any stealth games or anything else you played recently? Okay, like, uh, was going to start a stealth game this week. I kind of put it off to the end, but then I had, like, this weird insomnia all week, and I didn't have it in me to, like, start a new game. So uh, instead, I was just uh, playing a little bit of uh, Bioshock HD, which was on sale, like, a month ago for, like, 10 bucks for the whole series. So if you didn't get on that, uh, you fucked up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> playing on Bioshock. Uh, what system, Bash? Uh, PS4. Okay, why didn't you get it on Switch? 
Shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was on sale on PS4, so I can control her better. But yeah, it's a uh, sort of stealth element. There's a few stealth elements in it. Like uh, we've gone over the game a lot in past episodes, but uh, sneaking around big daddies, not hitting them on accident. I started on hard mode this time because I played it before, and uh, I focused a lot on melee attacks in this one right from the get go. It doesn't take long for, like, your melee attacks to be, like, stronger than your grenade launcher. Just swinging your wrench at stuff. Like, before two, probably about halfway through the game, you're pretty much killing almost anything in the game in, like, two swings. There's a thing to watch out for. They might have changed it in this HD uh, kind of re-release that uh, I think I died at some point and, like, kind of forgot about it. And it turned the difficulty down automatically without asking me. And really? I just, all of a sudden, I started killing, like, everything in the game in, like, one hit. And I checked the options eventually, and it turned down to normal from hard. So it's like a weird quirk that you might have to keep an eye on if you want to keep it difficult. But uh, Cater into these young, modern gamers, man. I know, right? Participation <laughs> trophy. It didn't turn all, like, Vita Chambers back on, so at least it didn't do that. Like, that's, like, a total scrub move. You got to turn the Vita Chambers off. Because that with the, with the Vita Chambers, like when you get revived, the enemies are still at the same health they were, right? So it's pretty much yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's very little uh, negative to aspect to dying. Yeah. Waiting for anyone to like get pissed off when I said that, but uh, <laughs> maybe you're just trying to save face. I don't know. <laughs> I always played with Vita Chambers. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I only played through the game once, the first one. For as much as I like it, I've only done one playthrough. But yeah, yeah. I kept. And I, I don't even remember. Could you turn the Vita Chambers off when it first came out? I think, yeah, I think that might have been something they added later. So there you go. I, I, I definitely would have turned them off, but I didn't have a choice. So. Uh, what, Brian, why have you only played through that one time? Um, I know, know the answer already. So go ahead. I know the me. answer too. I mean, I don't really read. But what is the answer? Please, <laughs> you, you don't me. want to tarnish the memory of a shit game. <laughs> uh, no, that's. I I don't really know exactly why. I think it's because I don't replay games that are longer than ten hours very often. Um, it's got to be a special circumstance for why I'll replay a game that has any type of length to it. I think the graphics do kind of hold. They didn't like redo any of the graphics. They just kind of upscaled it, kind of made everything HD. Like the cartoony style that like everything kind of has, not the backgrounds, but the characters kind of helps it hold up. So it never really did look realistic to begin with. So it looks about as good as it ever did. And like the background textures and stuff like do the job pretty good. All the reflective surfaces and stuff make everything look cool, if not too hd for modern standards but uh would uh not... would, would bioshock be considered a nightmare fuel game it's fairly I'd... scary i'd say yeah i never really could... thought so but yeah it's gets creepy in places i mean it's not like a dead space or something but i mean compared to uh i don't know like uncharted or if you're going to compare it to a game like that it's it's scarier on the scarier side i'd say yeah. all right Future episode. I don't understand how anyone can play this game in 2022 and have fun. <laughs> I'm gonna say a statement here. Like honestly, there is no game that exists that I would want to play less than Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. How far did you get in Bioshock? You didn't beat it, right? Less. 
I, I played it for like three hours. That game is just not my type of game. Dude, if you didn't think the opening scene was one of the best moments in gaming ever, then I don't know what that says about your taste, but it's not good. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far, and I've beaten the game like three times so far. Yeah, I think, Brian so. kind of hyped that up a, a bit much. I was like, okay, that was it. That was what. <laughs> shit, he was Melvin's about. gonna tell me I'm overhyping shit. That's a fucking bullshit. <laughs> Damn, man. Melvin, I gotta replay that. Twenty twenty three. I'll replay Bioshock just to to prove that it's still a great game. Melvin, what do you think is better, the opening of Bioshock or the opening to uh, Horizon Zero Dawn? <laughs> Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn by a mile, and I don't like that game either. But oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There's nothing about Bioshock that would like you couldn't pay me to play that game. I really don't understand it. Like you weren't captivated by the world at all, or the characters I was not, in it, man. No, not man. That opening is so cool. I mean, I'm not gonna get into it. I've reiterated that opening a ton of times. It's I so still want to play it just because Melvin hates it so much. I just want to see how bad it is. <laughs> But uh, another game I played, uh, I was hoping somebody would bring up uh, Last of Us or uh, Elden Ring before I brought this up so I could like bitch about that and then bring up Bloodstained again for the millionth time. And like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I played Bloodstained again, started it up again. They added a new area based on Journey. I saw the old that. Yeah. PS2 game. And uh, it's hold like on, three, on, it's like the area based on Journey. I don't understand what you're saying right now. It's like another, they kept tying into like old uh, indie games, like when from around when it came out. So, like, uh, they added a character from uh, a playable character from Child of Light, which is an indie mm-hmm. game from 2014 that I had never heard of. Yeah, that's a good game. And uh pretty fun character to play as. Uh, I don't even want to, like, if you ever plan on like going back and playing as this character, I don't really want to spoil it, but it, like, she has some neat twists that uh, she kind of develops differently than any other playable character. And uh, the journey area, it's like two or three rooms and a boss, and that's it. There's like assets from this in the game that people found like years ago, and they finally opened it up. And I'm not sure why they waited so long to add this area because it's almost nothing. It's like one extra boss that might have a shard drop, but... Uh, it's just reused character, like reused enemies, and like it has those flag things that fly up that I guess are in Journey. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and that was disappointing. So I started it again on uh, playing it like on hard difficulty with the randomizer turned on, which might actually be easier than just playing at regular hard difficulty because uh, you'll probably end up getting a decent weapon in, like in the opening area. So. So how many new they've added what like a classic mode to that? Now they've got journey mode. Have they added any other modes to that? It's like uh like four bonus characters. It's like a boss revenge mode where you like play as the bosses. I think they're just killed like the the pandemic kind of fucked them on working on the sequel for like a year. So they've just been like trying to like throw out extra modes and shit just to like fill time until they can finally get the sequel done. Is what well, I've heard, but I think part of it too is the Kickstarter was so successful that they keep they kept adding all these stretch goals, saying like, if we get another hundred thousand, we'll add this. If we get another two hundred thousand, we'll add that. <laughs> and I think they've they're like 
kind of obligated to add all this extra shit. I don't know that for sure, like specifically what, but I know they've also said like, oh, we were going to do this, but we can't. And then, of course, everybody bitches about it. Like, oh, you owe us this and things like that. So yeah, I think they added the randomizer mode instead of like the roguelike mode that they were going to add. Yeah. Which yeah. doesn't sound like it would be that fun anyway. So kind of sounds like Halo, Brian, like when they promise something, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit enough about a Halo to defend it, but it's kind of like Shovel Knight. It took him like three or four years to finally get out all the extra player built characters and modes and stuff. But. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they promised so much during that, uh, the Kickstarter. Yeah. But that's about all I played, I think. All right. Muff, you want to talk about stealth games or any other games you played recently? Snake King. Did you really play that? Oh, shit. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, Stealth Muff, right? Yeah, that was like it. the first game that came to mind. That's the Burger King game, right? Yeah. Yeah. How did that? I never. I always heard about this game. I never played it. Like what? Need to sneak around with the guy with the crown and hat. Is it like a yeah full game or is it like he a, does this like tippy toe thing? His hands go up and tippy toe. He serving bitches. Dark side, you have that game? <laughs> I do. He's got I like have, fifty copies. Have like a hundred <laughs> copies of that game. Can you I have want one? a copy? Yeah, yeah I want it's for Christmas. <laughs> I was actually going to play it uh, for Nightmare Fuel Month. It <laughs> fucking sneaks around and like yeah. sneaks up on people it's all smiling and gives them cheeseburgers. It's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Is this a full-fledged game? Or is yeah. It like a... I mean, it's got to be full-fledged like not yeah, really. Maybe like right? an hour or two of content, you know. With like a Whopper meal or something. Oh, no, it's right? like three ninety nine no. or some yeah. shit like that. So what do you so do in the... this game? Yeah, what do you do? You'd serve bitches. You like overcooked or something? You're serving them food? burgers in their mouth? Too many of you fuckers talking at once. All right, Melvin, you, you riddled Muff with questions. So you sneak, sneak up behind a man and put a burger in his mouth? You sneak up behind a man and you put a burger in his mouth. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. That's what you do? If you want to do that, go ahead. <laughs> that's what you're into? That's not what I'm into. <laughs> not the mouth. <laughs> got him. Well, yeah, he got me because he's right. I mean, I don't hide that. I'll sneak up, bib up. <laughs> <laughs> so I also played Madden <laughs> and uh, created an owner named Hurtin' Squirtin'. And uh, the new Madden, right? No, last year. No, two years ago. Uh, and 21? uh 22? 20? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Fuck. One with Lamar on it. Mm. And uh create a quarterback named Given Dixon. And uh each play I called was quarterback sneak. <laughs> Stealth game. That's right. <laughs> Did it work? Yeah, defense. Every, every play was big, big, de- big defensive team. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I set one video. Are you getting the new Madden or no? Yeah, I'm playing that. They haven't banned me yet. Chose to play the old one. Yeah, you confused me. Uh, what's confusing? You absolutely just said exactly what I do. Why are you playing? You asked. I said yes. How is that confusing? Because why? Because I fucking can and I want to. I do what I want. 
Yeah, but why is the old one better than the new one, I think, is what Melvin's curious about. New one's for Mutt. I don't know what that means. The new one is for Mutt? Mutt. (laughs) I'm going to ask. Madden Ultimate Team. Oh, goddamn. We've been at this for over two years, and I brought this up too many fucking times. (laughs) This is the young pen, oh, goddamn, tension, but Ben has saying. (laughs) The one thing he remembers. (laughs) Remember Mama Doodoo. Tego bitties. You mentioned that that the last podcast. I'm still trying to remember what the name of that damn game was. The real Mama Doodoo. Is it Momodora or something? It was like that? something like that. Reverie yeah. of the Moonlight or something like that, right? Mm. Pop in Fortnite once in a while. And everybody been talking about I played some Dragon matches. And then them fuckers flying all over the place. That's some bullshit. Get them fuckers out of here. <laughs> so they, they can really fly? fly? That's crazy. Yeah. And they throw on Arukins at you from up in the sky. Can you fly with other characters, or if you play as a Dragon Ball Z character, do, do they have a distinct advantage then? No, I could fly if I want. I don't want to fucking fly. Did they introduce the flying mechanic only because of the Dragon Ball Z characters getting added? Okay. <laughs> no, that's a legit question. Because I remember when Spider Man got added, I think there was people talking about you can like web sling. Yeah. And then I was you like, go to Spidey backpack and you web sling. Okay, but any character could get the Spidey backpack and then web sling, right? Yeah. That wasn't just I showed you videos. I was slinging as a fucking stormtrooper. So that's what I mean. Like, if you play as Goku, can you fly right off the gate? Or do you have to find some ability to fly that any other character can also yeah. find? Bottles of milks fall over the map. You pick them up, and then you're uh, Rukins from the sky. So they add not only the new characters, but then they add abilities that any character can use? Is that yeah. Am I understanding that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's milks? Huh? You drink milks to fly? <laughs> they look like bottle of milks. <laughs> How many Dragon Ball Z characters did they add? I don't know. Like two. It's, it's fucking cat. The is cat. it like Quar? <laughs> like, gore. Like, oh, that's like, on Shudder. The, the Gore. The gore? gore? Gore movie. What's it called? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a documentary. Psycho just, Gore Man just or look, Look up G W A R. What you say, Bash? The band Psycho Noir. Gore Man. Psycho Gore Man. I do want yeah, to watch that. It yet, but... Yeah, yeah. I heard it's good. That's on the list. Add that to the list. We'll watch that. The bottles of milk in the game are they like old school, like milkman bottles, or are they like the old jugs? Imagine They're... like a Sunny Delight bottle. Yeah. But with cream. All right, I got you. <laughs> Melvin, no. <laughs> Got that mini fridge behind the bar. Full of Sunny cream. Delight bottles filled with cream. <laughs> yeah, just... mm-hmm. <laughs> His own <Party>. private stock. <laughs> Melvin's but, Delight. But yeah, I, I played a handful of matches to where I just followed people. I wouldn't shoot them. I just followed them around the map. They didn't know I was behind them. I just watched bitches get killed, too. Whoever's killing these bitches see me following, wondering why I'm not shooting. When you play now, do you do the build mode or do you go to the basic build mode? No big deal mode? What's that? No no build mode. Oh, no build? Yes. Yeah, I prefer no build. No no build's more challenging. Build mode, you can see where motherfuckers at because they build and all of a sudden shit starts popping on the screen. It's like, oh, there's that bitch. The no build mode is more challenging? 
Yeah. It seemed like whenever I played, the people I would play against would build so quickly that that was an ability that I was never able to get that good at. It seemed like it'd be much harder if people were building and I was not good at it. What do you think happens if you shoot the wall that's at the base of that? Yeah, but those motherfuckers can build so quickly, they just like build something else before they fall and things like that. But I mean, I'll, fall. I, I'll defer to you. I'm, I'm no Fortnite expert, but it, it seemed like building was such a huge mechanic that these kids were able to do like super quick that well, yeah. that was always the biggest thing for me. Why when I got near the end, I was screwed because I couldn't build. Well, that's because those kids, man. You got anything else, Muff? A lot of Clash Royale lately. Is that the game we're going to be playing? Clash Royale? I mean, one of you downloaded it. I did. Yeah. One solid team effort here. One. Send me a link, bitch. I'll download it. <laughs> Did you only know so link? Type in Clash Royale. Yeah. I would, but it's over there. <laughs> Just send the man a damn link. I Got mean, me good. Come on, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that game's still pissing me off. Up. Fucking pussies. So, most, tell me about this game. Is it like um, I can play against you? Like, come in, like, wreck your shit or something? Or. You want to be in my clan? Yeah, I'll leave my clan if y'all if y'all download it. I'll leave my clan, and we'll just make our own clan. What's it? What uh, is you already game? have a clan? What is it? Yeah, I've been in clan for like five years, but fuck them. It's like a mobile game where you join cults and shit. Oh, right up your alley, actually. <laughs> mm. Yeah, let me know how to join your clan. I'll. Uh, Who the fuck's he on. talking to? Up, up the fucking alley. What? Nothing, because he's playing that other cult game, dumbass. Come on, man. Cult personality. There you go. That's how you should open uh, that episode, Brian. We'll see. I, I don't want to get our. I don't want to get sued. Yeah, you do. Are we doing yeah. Cult of Lamb episode? Deep. Nobody jumped on that hype train. I'm sure Melvin's going to talk about that bullshit later. But no, I'm not going to talk about it. Then. Finishing it up, I'll talk about it next episode. So but just it's, chill. it's an amazing game, though. Amazing. amazing. I bought it. I'm waiting for my physical copy. That'll be there. When's like that coming? Shit, yeah, a couple years. Fuck, <laughs> man. Gab Smolders just started playing that. Who was that? She's a YouTube. I turn it on, listen to her talking while I fall asleep after I rub one out. All right, Darkside, you got anything uh, you want to talk about the games that you played for uh, stealth games recently? <laughs> oh, God. Oh. He going to cut me off like I ain't going to interrupt anybody whenever I fucking want anyhow. Uh, I played a couple stealth games uh, this month. Uh, mainly, I played Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I played it on the PlayStation 5 because I had an upgrade so that uh, went 60 frames per second and fast fast as fuck load times for a PS4 uh, game. Um, put about 100 hours into it. I think 111 to be a... Um, so I could get the Platinum because I'm all about the Platinums. No big deal. No big deal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. Um I, you know, I, you'll agree with me, Brian. It starts off badly, yes. uh, very slow, and it plays awkward. Um, but as the game progresses, it everything just starts to feel better. <laughs> Sorry, um, excuse me. 
the main character Aloy, you know, uh, she starts off as a child, and I should I should preface this is a third person stealth action game, open world. Um, but as you're playing her, she starts off uh, kind of insecure of herself and not really, you know, that great at anything. She's okay, but the more you level up and the more powers that you get and the more enemies that you kill, she her confidence builds as the game progresses, and she seems more of a badass as the game goes on. And I felt that as I was playing it. And, you know, her character at the beginning was kind of just vanilla. And at the end, she was Rocky Road, baby. <laughs> but what do you think? I'd say, so I've been playing this as well. It, it definitely started off slow. Um, I, I agree that it just felt like it, it just started to feel better the more that you played. The bow mechanics are excellent. I, I think it's the best bow an arrow shooting in any game that I've played. Um, it just feels really well. The mechanic of the, whenever I play a bow and arrow game, I'm always not sure of how to like not shoot the arrow for some reason. But in this game, it just feels like they hit the controls really well. And then the crafting when you need to craft new arrows or new, like, like ammo for any of the weapons you get, mm. the way that they do it is just, it's super quick. It's super easy to do in the middle of battle. Um, so yeah, that mechanic, I thought they did really well. The melee stuff feels a little weird because you move so much when you, which helps, like because you kind of lock on to enemies. But it felt a little weird at first when playing it. Yeah, the um, melee felt a little loose for me uh, yeah. throughout the whole game. I mean, it was still you know effective for what it needed to be, but uh, it it just it didn't quite feel right. They definitely improved it for the second one, um, but uh, yeah, you're right. Um, and like you said, the arrows and the crafting of the arrows. Um, I really like uh, the uh, being able to just target the enemy, the the different dinosaurs or whatever, and see their weak points and be able to shoot them from afar or sneak up on them, you know, and and knock off their components, you know, and basically take them down little by little and then kill them and then, you know, rip them apart and get what you need. That is the best part of the game, in my opinion, is that you have this log that tells you all the like components that are on one of the machines they're like dinosaurs pretty much walking around but they're like robots and like some of them they have like a canister on their belly and it says if you hit it with fire then it'll explode and it'll cause like damage to them and anything around them or if they have like i don't know some kind of electricity attack that is mounted on their back if you shoot that component off then they no, they no longer have that ability to shoot you with that specific attack and there's one enemy it had nine different components to it to where you could shoot off nine different things. You could alter it like its attack pattern in nine different ways. And then one of its things was these two huge turrets on its back and you shoot those off and then you can pick it up. And then when you shoot it at him, it does like a ton of damage. That was super cool. That was the turning point of the game when I was like, all right, this game is definitely pretty damn cool when you can knock off a, a weapon from the enemy and then use it against itself. And, um, yeah, I, I have not beat it yet. I uh, started the main quest and then I messed around with side quests for like probably like solid 10 hours without doing any of the main quest. The main quest, I actually barely know what's going on. I don't really care about any of the characters. Like whenever I do a side <laughs> quest, I'm like, why would I be helping this person? They seem like an idiot. Like it, I don't know why I give a shit about helping yeah. them. 
But yeah, I mean, I absolutely love the game, but you are one hundred percent right. Like they 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 try to throw so much lore at you, and they try to get you to care about all these different factions, and everybody's got a problem with some other group, and you're just like, skip, skip, skip. I don't give a fuck. Let me get to the mission. You know, it's like I, I understand everybody hates everyone and everybody's going to complain and you're going to fix it. That's every mission, pretty much. And but like since the gameplay was so fun, I didn't mind it. I, I would agree. And like in I was thinking like in control, when I would pick up a document, I would read every document. I thought it was very interesting. Every tidbit of information they gave in this game. If I look and it's like more than two paragraphs long, I'm like, I'm not reading this. Like, I don't give a shit about any of this lore or any of the stuff that they're talking about. So, controls a good comparison because it's another game. Good bullshit games. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing I think in general with open worlds that they all open world games kind of struggle with is what do you populate in the world to make it worthwhile? To explore and i don't think at least at this point horizon zero dawn does a great job of doing that i mean if you explore you'll find different clusters of enemies and then you can go back to them to harvest parts if you need to or some of the side quests involve killing specific enemies so it's useful to explore to know where they're all at but like i went to one area of the map and was searching around and there was really nothing there and it's like well i mean you can pick up like you know twigs and shit but um yeah i I did think that the game lacks a little bit in giving a reason for exploration kind of yeah yeah i mean like you said there's you know different herbs or twigs or shit and sometimes there's animals that are specific places that you need like skin or bones or whatever but uh yeah i mean unless there's a mission there's really not much reason to explore which I, I do like, like going around and like picking up items and like hunting and things like that to be able to get different abilities. Like one of the abilities, fast travel in the beginning of the game is limited. It's a limited resource that you have, but eventually you can buy an unlimited fast travel pack. But I had to get like fox skins. So then I was like, oh shit, I got to go hunt some foxes. And then you hunt a bunch of foxes until you get the fox skin. The one thing, this may seem like it's nitpicking, but when you go to pick something up and a lot of the game revolves around picking things up like different plants and things like that or different resources your character stops when you do it so if you're going even on horseback because there's like mounts you get you've got to stop for a split second and i get why they do it because it adds a bit more realism rather than like you're just going by something and it disappears but then again you're holding literally thousands of things on your body in some like what invisible magic pouch you know yeah (laughs) so it's like the realism do you need to add that realism of stopping for a split second to pick shit up because it's just going into some huge invisible pouch so um yeah i mean it's it's not a huge nitpick but it adds up like over a hundred hours of gameplay stopping for a split second every time like it's a considerable uh kind of negative point of the game i would say yeah and like spyro um, was saying before like about cutscenes, this like this game is one of those where it's like a, at least a third maybe more of the game is fucking cutscenes. you know it's just lots and lots of dialogue and lots and lots of story and i guess i haven't seen that much of that just because i haven't done that much of the main story and i skip i don't let them talk i'll skip over their dialogue and just read it because uh, I mean, the voice acting's 
okay. Um, but yeah, I just skip all that shit. I mean, I read it, but yeah, I, I don't sit through a lot of the cutscenes. Yeah. I had such, uh, so, such high expectations for this game um, that weren't met. Because this should be my type of game. I like dinosaur, like cool open world shit, um, the badass chick with a bow. But like once I started playing this game and get into it, it, it was, just had no soul. Just no flavor, nothing like. <laughs> you know the thing, like all of the cutscenes are the same. It's like this over shoulder the view where you see like the person's face and then it comes back to Alloy's face and it comes back to that person's face. It was like there was no cutscenes where like people were walking and talking or, or like action. It was just like always looking at somebody talking, like a little face shot, like it, every it, single shot. It did kind of have like a Bethesda feel to it with those with the with that type of shit. Yeah, I hated that. And then like Alloy, the character was just not at all. She had no personality. Um, like yeah. I said, the melee was bad in the game. Um, it did have some cool moments. Like the ending was cool. Some of the like big yeah. big fight scenes were cool. So I, I'll give it that. But like the fetch quest that they did, like all those side missions, it was like, okay, I lost this thing in the forest. Can you go find it and bring it to me? It was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were all the same. There was uh, a lot of the side missions were the same, but like I said, I like the gameplay, so it, I was okay with it. But there was one side mission that lasted a long time. The guy's name escapes me. I don't know if you found him, Brian, or if you found him, Melvin, but he's basically a drug addict, and he's addicted to drinking the blood of different animals. And you have to go find him thing, find different blood from animals, and he'll bring them back, and then he'll just like take it and just talk rambling about like some high bullshit like oh this thing was so great and he just won't stop talking and it's so bizarre all the shit that he just starts rambling off at you that like made me want to go get more blood so <laughs> i could hear what the hell he's gonna say <laughs> oh, man. I, I didn't see that uh, one of the other side quests i thought was cool was you go into this village and they've somehow pacified all the animals so the animals are tame mm. and then you find out that they had some machine that was controlling the animals or something like that but then these two guys are like we're gonna go sell this machine at the marketplace or something like that so they end up breaking the machine and then the animals go crazy and start like attacking <laughs> the village and you've got to like fight off the animals then that was a pretty cool side quest i thought that was a little different from like yeah my sister's in the woods can you find her and then it adds yeah. almost nothing yeah. I didn't like the crafting either in this game. It was just like too much random shit picking up. I didn't know what mixed with. Man, it was I like the crafting. Warm. Yeah, I thought it was simple. Yeah, because it was like, okay, I've got fire arrows and I know I'm going to use them a lot. So I want to make sure that, and it uses this one component. So I want to make sure I've always got those like in plenty supply. And yeah, I, I thought it was easy enough to kind of, it, it doesn't seem like I've run out of much at this point. Like I'm able to, and if I'm getting low on fire supplies, then I'll just switch to some other type of weapon and then like gather up supplies naturally. I guess I pick up a lot of shit all the time. That's one thing that's a little annoying is the inventory does get full. So like right now I'm at a point to where I need to go hunting so I can build it up again. Or there's like a skill tree that you can fill out. And I really need to build up my inventory more there because right now I'm at a point where I'm constantly stopping and needing to sell stuff. Otherwise, I can't pick things up. And yeah, the game really relies heavily on yeah. having a big inventory full of shit all the time. Yeah, that's true. The last negative thing I'll say about the game is that the um, open world was kind of un uninteresting to me. I like open world games where like 
traveling around the world is fun. I meet interesting characters. I like Elden Ring. I'll run into like a, a new area that's like new and look. Um, you will see new machines every now and then, but they were kind of pretty much the same as all the old ones. Um, there was there wasn't much in the world from an exploration standpoint to see. There was just you know there was like your there's forest areas, there's winter areas, desert areas. You know it wasn't anything. Yeah, it wasn't anything Elden Ring esque where it's like we can do crazy fantasy shit. But yeah, but just to end on a positive note, Brian, I'll say stick with it because like the thing that I did enjoy about that game was like the final battle sequence was cool as shit, man. Mm-hmm. Game. So if you are enjoying it, I think you'll like it'll. You'll really enjoy it at the end. The ending was good. So yeah, I. I'll definitely finish it. I'm I'm having a fun time with it. Um, yeah, I think I'm like forty percent of the way through, which it doesn't seem like I've done that much main quest stuff, really. So it must track side mission stuff as part of that percentage, I would guess. But yeah, I'll definitely stick with it. Yeah, I really didn't have anything. Else. Uh, yeah, with with the your thing about the open world, I fast travel all the time. As yeah. soon as I unlock that unlimited fast travel, I will fast travel. And you can, the one thing like we bitched about Elden Ring where you can't pause in this game, you can pause whenever you want and craft things in the menu or um, you can fast travel at any time pretty much. So that does take a lot of the tension out of it. Cause yeah, if I'm ever in a, in a fight where I'm like, oh, I really shouldn't be fighting these enemies cause I'm going to get my ass kicked. I'll just fast travel out of it. Yeah. No repercussion at all. <laughs> Did you hate the fact that you couldn't pause in Elden Ring? I didn't like it at first, but now I kind of appreciate it. I appreciate it a little bit, but it is annoying that like you should at least be able to pause and then they don't let you do anything like you can't fast travel out or you can't craft things or whatever. But like no pause at all was kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, like people right. got shit in their lives. You know, they can't just be focused on the game all the time. Baby's crying in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, just I be can't quiet. stop right I now. I'm this thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, that came out in 2017, um, and I also started playing um, Horizon Forbidden West. Nice. And holy shit, uh, does that play better? <laughs> um, <laughs> it uh, I haven't finished it, so I'll just talk about it briefly. But you know, when you play like for those of you that played The Last of Us, right, on the PlayStation Three, and then you played The Last of Us on the PlayStation Four, My it's goodness. similar, but it's still like a lot better. That's the way I felt playing Horizon Forbidden West. It just, it just, everything felt tighter. It felt more modern. Um, had a lot of quality of life improvements in the game. So fucking gorgeous. Just so pretty. Um, so I'll probably talk about that more next month, but uh, very fun so far. Are these games, um, so I was doing a little research, I guess we we're talking about this. Are these, do these, are these games RPGs? They are action adventure with RPG elements. You do level up. Like when yeah. you kill enemies, you get experience. If you kill enemies a certain way, you get more experience. You get experience for for quests and uh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we didn't really talk about it, but it's also a stealth game. There's a whole big stealth mechanic in the game that you use to like sneak up on enemies and sneak into forts and uh, you know stuff like that. But we, it's a uh, part of the game since it's stealth month yeah but you can like kneel in grass so that enemies can't see you and then um i think you can even like some enemies have a component to where they can see you more easily and then you can knock that off with like an arrow or something yeah so then that reduces their stealth but um yeah when i go into an enemy camp like i'll usually try and 
you know, do headshots and and kill people. But if you get caught, you can usually just obliterate everybody, yeah, especially if, if yeah, if you're over leveled for that part, it's it's pretty easy, even if you're not being very stealthy. Do you guys like the story in that game, like the first one, Forbidden West? No, I'm sorry, in uh, Zero Dawn. Um. I yeah. did. I don't like know. It, I, like I didn't I said, understand it much. It's heavy, heavy on on lore. You know, everybody's got a problem with someone. You know, everybody's got their own thing. It's it's just the, it, and everybody wants to talk to fucking Aloy about it. It's like, yeah, I understand. Just give me the job. <laughs> let me move on. You know, we all don't have to be friends. I don't need to hear your story. Just pay me. Yeah, I'm not playing it for the story at all. I, I like I really like the bow mechanic and, and I really like the crafting too, just like the ease of crafting in the middle of combat, I think is great. I mean, you could pause it and go to a crafting menu, but the way that they set it up is so fluid to do it that I never do. So um that's the main reason I play. And I like collecting things and like you know, even though I was bitching about like stopping for a second, like I do like that aspect. And the different mount the mounts are pretty bad, but they're pretty cool too. And then you can like unlock an ability to instant summon a mount. And one thing I wanted to mention, um, there's these things. I don't know if they're optional or not. I think they're called cauldrons and they're almost like mini dungeons. Like they're, they have a little puzzle element to them, not a ton, but then there's a boss at the end. And then when you beat them, you get the ability to override enemies. And like, I was looking through the enemy log that you get and you get the ability if you do all these cauldrons to override some really big enemies. So that sounds like it'll be really fun if you can get this huge like robot dinosaur to be like summoned under your power to attack for you. It seems like it'd be really fun. So yeah, great. Cool. Game. Yeah. <laughs> I like that enthusiasm, Brian. What else did I play? Oh, I played Stray. Stray for PlayStation 5. Damn right, that was great. I had a fun time. That game, uh, I don't know what, it wasn't necessarily a stealth game. It had stealth elements. But uh, what would you call it? Maybe like a puzzler? Uh, Yeah, more like a puzzler, I think. Yeah. So or a cat simulator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, um, you're you're in this war, this city that's uh, uh, I don't know been diseased and everybody's dead and you're a cat and you're trying to you get separated from your little pack and you're trying to find your way back to the pack and you keep running into all these robots and they're all just doing their thing and you're trying to you know figure or figure out solve puzzles to get out of this area and solve puzzles to get out of that area and there's some light platforming but it's not really uh, too much platforming. Um, but I don't know. It's just charming. I was very charmed by it. You know, I got the trophy for meowing a hundred times, but like in five minutes, I just kept hitting meow, <laughs> hitting that damn button. Um, but I had fun with it. It was, I mean, it wasn't very long. It was like five or six hours and it was good. Yeah. They really did a good job of making you feel like a cat in this game. Um, like just having a dedicated meow button, there would be like parts where you would go like take a little cat nap and cuddle up next to little creatures. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, the music in this game was 
really, really like great. Yeah. It was really like some it. of the best music of any game this year that I've played. And it, I, I like the environment too. It was like um, you were like with these cyberpunk looking robots trapped in this world. The visuals in this game were so cool. The graphics, like the camera work, um, and and it's like the way that like they made you feel so small in this world. Like being a cat, they really nailed that. Like all these big like giant robots walking around, you just felt so small and like meek. But overall, it was a, a fun game. And the other thing I didn't like was the ending. It's like. I spent all this time. Well, I don't. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, the ending I didn't. I didn't like much. <laughs> One other thing that I didn't quite like was, uh, and it's just a nitpick, but and whenever you talk to a robot, you know they only usually only had like one or two things to say, and then they had nothing else to contribute after that, you know. And there's so many robots running around just like chilling, you know, just are just walking by, and they're like, you know, oh, I don't have anything for you, and they would just say it over and over again, yeah, and. It seemed like it kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Majora's Mask, that village, you know, where you run around. And you, it gave me the impression that, like, if I talk to them at a certain time during the day, then they'll say something different. But it just didn't matter. It was just they're all just going to say the same thing. There would be, like, parts of the game that were kind of, like, open. Like, you would be in a little town, like, running around, exploring, talking to people. But there were other parts where it would be, like, you were on these, like, little missions. And there would be, like, these little, like, what are you trying to get you? Yeah, whatever those. And those parts were really fun too. Like there was one point where like the cat got a gun on his back and he was like shooting <laughs> creatures and shit. I was like, oh yeah. shit! <laughs> <laughs> the cat with a gun. That's fun, man. You seen that game on Steam? The squirrel with a gun. Uh... It's just a squirrel with a fucking like nine millimeter and it's shooting people. <laughs> I've seen that one. That sounds cool though. But yeah, Stray loved it. It was fun. Recommend. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's up there for any game of the year. Maybe um this year, but it, it'll be up there. Yeah. Was is it an indie game? Stray? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Cuz it looked good. Like I mean, it looks like from what I saw visually very uh, normally you think indie game you think like side scrolling or like pixel-based graphics, but I mean, it looked from what I saw pretty good. Yeah, it's it's visually probably the best indie game of this year, I would think. Yeah. Oh, and I, I was a fucking nerd, and I got that trophy for... You, there's a trophy you can let the cat sleep for an hour. <laughs> and I did that shit. I just found a spot, and I was like, go to sleep. And then I went and like did some dishes and came back. You got the platinum? Uh, no, no. You have to. There's a trophy to beat the game in under two hours. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that shit. I think I can do it, it, but I don't want to stress over yeah. it. Uh, what else did I play? Uh, I played... Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I talked about that. Uh, playing a little bit of Bloodborne, but I'll get into that next month. Uh, the last game that I beat in August was Call of Duty Vanguard. I played single player and beat that shit. Yeah, that's a Call of Duty game. <laughs> I bought it for uh, ten bucks, man. Yeah, nothing, uh, nothing special about it. Um, World War Two. Yeah. I don't really have anything to say about it. It's just I beat it and I'm saying it out loud, but it I didn't really enjoy the experience. <laughs> Multiplayers was fun. Zombies was bad. The single player was kind of bad. And uh that's about it. Are there called ten bucks for that Melvin? Are... Yeah, I bought it. Yeah, Dark Side sent me that link. I bought it for ten bucks. Yeah, oh, man. I bought Should've it. Should have got for... a little Caesar's pizza instead. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it last year when it was like sixty bucks and uh yeah. 
Would it come with a night vision helmet or a helicopter? No, or it was something? just the, just a shitty game, man. <laughs> Hopefully this year's is better. But that's did, it. Did you um like what was so bad about the campaign? It was just like something or it nothing about it really grabbed me. Like every once in a while, you'll have a Call of Duty game where the campaign is interesting and they do something shocking or cool, or you care about you know the story that they're trying to tell. This one, it just was like it's another World War II game. And every, it's like, oh, we're we're the allies and we're fighting Nazis. And it's like, okay, what else are you doing? Because that's been done to death. And they right. didn't have anything else. It was just that. So they didn't really care. That's all you got, Darkseid? That's all I got. All right. I'm going to talk about... So Horizon Zero Dawn is the big game that I've been playing with, with Stealth Month. But I did play uh, Touch My Katamari for the PlayStation Vita. And... Um, yeah, you know, it's been a long time since I've played a Katamari game. So when I first started playing, I was like, oh, this is really fun. Like, I was excited to play it. But uh, it added almost nothing new to the franchise. And that's why I think when this game came out, it didn't really get any fanfare at all. I mean, being on the PlayStation Vita, which is pretty much dead on arrival, like that didn't do it any favors. But you get an ability to like stretch your Katamari so it's more like flat. Um, so you can pick things up easier or you can make it skinny so you can fit through areas that you wouldn't be able to otherwise, but really it didn't add much new. It seemed like it recycled a lot of the old music in like remixes, which was a little disappointing because that's like my favorite part of the Katamari games is the soundtrack. Uh, I mean, I had fun with it, but it was like an hour long or maybe an hour and a half. It was super short. And then they've got like a third of the game locked behind DLC or you can grind for these items in game. But I beat the game and I only got enough of those items to get half the way to unlock one DLC level out of like nine. So I, there might be one or two levels where I'll just pay for it to see what it is. But otherwise, um, yeah, when it came out too, there was a Katamari game releasing like every two years. So the franchise is that doesn't seem like a lot compared to other games that come out like every year, but for a game that's not really reinventing itself at all, um, it probably saturated the market a little bit for, for a Katamari game. But if they made a new one, like a brand, they had the, the re-roll, which was a remake of the first one for the Switch. If they made a new one in the franchise, I would definitely pick it up. Um, but this one didn't blow me away. It was fun. I enjoyed playing it. In the very second one for the PS2, I mean, you start off where you're rolling up like marbles and shit. And then at the end of the level, you're rolling up like the planet pretty much like the whole planet you're rolling it up. So it's like, where do you go from there? It is difficult. And this game didn't take it anywhere new. Like that last level, which pretty much any Katamari game, you're always thinking like, what are they going to do for this last level to make it cool? They just made it kind of trippy to where you're like rolling around on some like rainbow area. And it's very like psychedelic, um, which was neat. But um yeah, it's it's nothing to uh, to really write home about. If, if you don't own a PlayStation Vita and you've always thought like, oh, I'm kind of missing out on this one game of the Katamari franchise, maybe nobody gives a shit like that. But um, it's not worth seeking out just for that. I would say. You have the cart, or you have a digital download? Yeah, I, I bought the cart. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I think the game came out brand new at 40 bucks. And then what a decade later, it still cost me 40 bucks because <laughs> Vita games are kind of expensive. So yeah, I didn't get any cost savings by waiting. Um, but yeah, it was the the physical cart for that. Yeah. I've been wanting to buy some Vita games, but 
they're expensive, so I haven't bought any lately. Yeah, I own six Vita games, and that's pretty much all that I think I'm going to buy. There's really <laughs> nothing else on the system that appeals to me. That um, There's a couple games that I would be interested in that did get ported to the Switch and to other systems. Uh, so I'll probably just pick them up there rather than paying the really high price that the Vita games ask for. So. Yeah, you can get some uh, some Lego games real cheap on the Vita, but that's about it. <laughs> I think I have Lego Batman, maybe, or maybe I sold it. But uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, I've never played a Lego game, so. Oh shit, they're fun. We should do a Lego month. Oh, oh, That's that would actually be fun. <laughs> I want to play one. I, I think I've got Lego Jurassic Park for the Wii U or <laughs> Jurassic World Lego or something. I'd play it if we did a Lego month. Yeah, I mean, you would like those games, Brian, because they're collectathons. I do like collecting things. Yeah. Yeah. If Cammy was interested, like I'd probably, or if Cammy was interested in any game, I would definitely give it a shot, but pretty much I just buy games for Cammy. She plays them once and then she's like, Nope, don't want to play that one. So <laughs> if she gravitated towards a Lego game, I definitely give it a shot. Is there any game that she's like played more than once and she likes a lot more that coloring one? The game, she, the coloring, God, I, pl- I put 10 hours into coloring book on the switch so, yeah, she's a big fan of coloring book. Um, it, there's this game I might have talked about it before called Death Smiles, where it's like a side-scrolling shooter, like a bullet hell game, but you play as little witches. Um, she likes that game quite a bit, but it's pretty scary. So, like, whenever I'm playing it, Irma's like, why are you having her play this game? And I'm like, well, she picked it off the shelf. So, I mean, if she shows any interest in any video game at all, I'm going to, you know, appease her. So. Yeah. You're like, why? Irma's like, why are you guys watching Antichrist? And you're like, well, she picked it off the shelf. Yeah, she wanted it. You know, what am I going to do? <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that's that's really all I had. Uh, Melbro, do you want to round things out with any games that you played? Yeah, the only stealth game, well, the only stealth game I played, I guess Stray has some stealth elements. Then I also started playing A Plague's Tale, the one on, um, I, I don't think the sequel's out yet, so the one that's out now. It's an okay game. I'm only like maybe three or four hours in. I'm having a good time with it. Um, it's really like heavy on the stealth, though. Like Once you get caught, it's one of those games, like, it's it. There's no, like, Ugh. nothing else. It's about this little girl and her little brother. Like, in the opening scene of the game, her parents get killed. And, like, there's, like, this plague going around. Um, so you're just trying to run and escape and find somewhere safe to go. Um, so it's interesting. I'm going to finish it. But I just haven't had a lot of time this month um, because I've been playing Cult of the Lamb. Um, but I'll save that for next month. But, yeah, I, I like the stealth element um just i don't like the fact that when you get caught that's it but she has like a little like bow that like not a bow but like a slingshot that you can use and fuck people up like shoot rocks at their eyes and shit that's pretty cool um and it almost feels like um you know like those games sometimes with like the you have like like in god of war we have a trash but he's like a trash is like actually a good companion but like this companion her little brother is pretty weak and helpless he doesn't do any shit in the way and gets caught um <laughs> so i'm hoping that like at some point like in the game like the little brother will like 
be more of a badass and toughen up instead of just like whining and crying. And you have to go get him because he's scared. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only other stealth game I played this month. One game that I do want to talk about though, and I don't even know how I can do this game justice. It's so damn good, man. It's Sifu. Oh my goodness. It's like <laughs> words can describe how good this game is. Dark side. <laughs> words this can game, describe. This game is so special, man. Um, it's so much style, so much personality. Um, like the the camel work, the visual style, the, the graphics, the music. It's it's so unique that it, it's kind of like a, a beat em up game, but it just has so much flavor to it. It almost feels like you're playing through like an old 1980s kung fu film. That's what it feels like. Like you're just watching one of those old like Jaw Van Damme movies. He's just like kicking everybody's ass and shit. It's so much fun. And it has a unique twist on it because um, every time you die, you age a bit, right? And the older you get, the more powerful you get. But then also once you get to like age 80, you die. So it's almost like it's, it's not a roguelike, but but once you get to like age eight, you have to start over from the beginning. And there's like four major bosses you have to beat in order to you know beat the game. You have to beat all of them before you get to age eighty. And it's like the older you get, sometimes like you learn new abilities when you're older that you don't have when you're younger. So it's like a, a a pull and take. Like you know, if I if I beat the first level and I'm kind of old, but I have all these cool abilities, do I want to chance it and go to the second level, or do I want to kind of replay the first level over? And try and, you know, do it at a better age. You know, get through it before I get too old. So there's a nice twist to it in that aspect. And and the thing, this game takes a really good advantage of the DualSense controller, too, where it really makes you feel immersed in the action. Um, I would actually play this without headphones because, like, you'll hear, like, little flies flying around. And, like, when you're playing with the DualSense, like, you can feel every punch and kick as you're playing. Like, the vibration in it is so cool. I really like that aspect of it. Wait, you'd play it without headphones? I will play it without headphones because, like, when you play it without headphones, you can hear, like, the punches and kicking coming through the controller, and it kind of immerses you oh, in the game. Okay. It makes you feel like you're, like, in an actual fight. Um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn does that because I always play with headphones, but, yeah, occasionally I'll take the headphones off, and then when I'm, like, doing, like, that scan feature in Horizon Zero Dawn, it'll make this, like, glitchy noise out of the controller and i was like oh shit the controller's making noise this whole yeah. time and i had no idea there's really good sound effects in the controller for this game um the one thing i can't go without this game is hard as shit let me <laughs> i think this is more hard than elden ring this game is hard shit but it's one of those things though um dark side like there's something special about games that are hard but like there, there's going to be this moment in the game where it just clicks and there's no better feeling in the game when shit clicks for you. I love that feeling. Like when I just, oh, okay, I get it now. Now I'm starting starting to kick some ass. It's, it's going to be in this moment. You, you're probably going to be like five, six hours in getting your ass fucked this game. But there's going to come a moment where it clicks. You're going to be like, oh, man, this is the best game ever. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> so five hours of misery so that I can then have a little fun. Dude, once it clicks, man, and you start learning how to kick ass, you're going to be like, Hitting guys this way, dodging, dodging, like parrying. It's like you 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 twine like all these moves together so seamlessly that it makes you feel like you're Jackie Chan in one of those like dope ass action movies where he's like taking on 30 guys, like a room full of like 30 guys fighting you, and it's like you just dodging punches, hitting, kicking, jumping, like using the environment, throwing shit at them. And it's just like if you if you were a kid that grew up like in Jackie Chan movies and shit, like you got 
Yeah, like actually, actually this is, it's second to none in this game. Yeah, I do, only... I do plan on playing it. I have it sitting behind me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not convinced by by Melvin yet. I don't know. It sounds okay. But... Um... I haven't heard anything mind blowing. <laughs> It's gonna. It's like one of those John Wick movies, man. I know you guys are big John Wick guys, so it's, it's like playing a John Wick movie. Like the the combat, the animation is so good, um, and it's like the, the the way they open up, like the the boss fights are so good too, and and the visuals, like the way like the intro to the boss fights, like flames and shit, the, the motherfucking boss walking through fire at you and shit, and you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna take on this guy, and he's just gonna beat your ass so good too. But then you're gonna go back <laughs> the next time. And you're gonna be trapped, but then that third time you get to him, you're gonna start getting some hits on him. Like, okay, I got this guy figured out now, and it's like it's gonna be so much fun, man. Um, so you got to go through that whole level to get to the boss again. No, oh, there's, there's a thing. So anytime you beat a level, you have a choice. So there's four levels. So anytime you beat a level, you have a choice. You can say oh, level at the same age, age that I just beat it at, or do I just want to start from the beginning? So let's say, so you, you pretty much like once you get to eighty, you die, right? So let's say if you beat the first level and you're already like 65, it's like, okay, I can keep, you know, I can't start the level second level at 65 again, but likely I'm not going to get through the rest of these three levels before I get to 80. So I'll probably need to start over until I can get through there, maybe like age 30 or, or 35. So you have a choice in, in terms of like how you want to progress. You can either like try and get a better, get through the first level at a better age or just say, okay, I think 40 is good enough and I can get through the next three levels, you know, at this age. Okay. So if I die at the boss, then I age and I start over at the boss, or where do I start over when I die and age at that level? Okay, that seems like a. If I'm at a boss and it's taking a while to learn his patterns, so I'm dying quickly against the boss. You got to do that whole level over again. These that honestly, the levels are long super though. Fun. Once you once you get to the point where you like master the game, you can beat the whole game in maybe forty minutes. Like oh, all wow. four levels. Oh, okay. So kind of like a kind of yeah. like a Hades, yeah. right? Like if you like are good, you can probably beat the whole game in like forty minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. What was your um, fastest run, Melvin? I only beat it one time, and I, it took me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I never beat it from start to finish. I always like what I got oh, to the yeah. fourth level at a good age, and just like kept like trying to get through that. Um, but it, it's brutal. It's satisfying. Stunning. Just one of the best games I've ever played, man. A lot of fun. How many times have you said that? One of the best games you've ever played? <laughs> <laughs> just a few, man. Just a few. <laughs> Speaking of best games, the last game I want to talk about is Cuphead. I played the DLC. Cuphead is good, man. I I've been having a really good run, guys. With, like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure you have. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know either, man. Yeah. Hey, but Cuphead. You can is, fool is yourself pretty pretty well. <laughs> like. I haven't played it yet. Obviously, nobody has, but you know this DLC like really brought me back to why I love Cuphead so much. So good, even better than the original boss fights in the original game. They did some things in the in these um in these new boss fights that like really took the base game and progressed it a lot. Um, like adding verticality to the levels where you like like traveling up. Um, some of the bosses were unique. Like you're fighting this um this one angel devil boss where like if you look to the right. It's, it's even hard to explain this one, but it, it was some unique stuff. And then they had this Miss Chalice um, character in there where you can like play as her. I, I guess she was, she might have been a little easy, but it's like some bosses, like Cuphead works a lot better than Miss Chalice. Um, and it, it's just a lot of fun from start to finish. I think there were like maybe 16 bosses that they added in this game. That many? I, 
I thought it was considerably less from what I had heard, like eight. I forget. It was a while ago. Um, maybe not. Eight. There are like some mini bosses and then like some big bosses. So I think there might there were with at least like ten or more. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like some of the bosses, just like straight chaos, man. It's like shit flying at you from all over, all directions. You have to jump, parry. If you enjoy Cuphead at all, the DLC really takes it to another level. I think it's a lot of fun. I loved Cuphead, but I think the distance of time between Cuphead and the DLC and the fact that it's DLC and not Cuphead 2 has... I'm not super eager to jump back into it. And part of that is because I have Cuphead on the Xbox and I've been waiting for this physical release on Switch, which I have no idea if it's even coming anymore. I don't think so. So <laughs> that's what I'm kind of holding out for is that there's going to be a physical edition with the DLC on Switch that I'll pick up. But um, I don't have a strong desire to to fire it up again for some reason. You know, I don't understand why they wouldn't release such a popular game physically. I don't know either. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. But it was a lot of fun. Um, that was the last game I played. You know, now I'm playing a lot of Code of the Lamb, which I'll talk about next month. More hype train for you guys. <laughs> All right, let's get into stealth game trivia. This is going to be two-part trivia. So this first part is going to be a little different than any trivia we've done before. Some of you guys look a little sleepy. Let's wake up. You guys Muff, are going to up, to man? Yeah, be Muff, on your up. A game for this. <laughs> All right. I have seven stealth game franchises. And what you guys need to do is you need to name games from the series that's all you have to do is name games from the series but i've got a number there's so i've got seven games you have to pick a number between one and seven and you'll pick each number only once and then you have to name the number of games in that series so if you if there's a series that you don't know that many games you're going to want to pick a lower number so that later on you can use a higher number for a franchise you may be more familiar with does okay. that does that all make sense? Yeah. Uh, are we talking mainline uh, franchise or like mainline entries? Anything. Anything. Okay. Yeah. Anything. Um, okay. And then uh, you guys have to decide on a number before you start rattling off the games. So as a group, you have to say like, okay, I'm confident in this. I'm. Let's do seven because it's one through seven. Or if you say, I don't know shit about this franchise. Let's do one. Then you do one. And one of the franchises, I think, only has six games. So if you pick seven for that, you'd be fucked because you wouldn't even be able to do seven. Yeah, yeah we got so. this. This, this would be easy. Okay, let's begin. Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. Do you guys know a lot about that? I don't. There were three on the original Xbox. Fast, what do you know about Splinter Cell? Very little. All right, we got to go low then. Uh, there are three on the original Xbox. There were. You think you know the name of the three? Uh, one Splinter Cell. One whoa, Splinter... whoa, 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 whoa! Oh. Don't don't rattle them off. We got we got to pick the number first. Pick the number. Oh, yeah. You got how many? Gotta how many names? The number. How many games for Splinter Cell can we guess? There's three. There's one on the 360. Maybe there were two on the 360. Uh, you can name name them. Yes. 
right, let's, let's go four then. Splinter Cell four. Okay. Wait, Splinter no, there's Cell. five. You know, you, can you name five though? Uh, <laughs> can anyone name anything other than Splinter Cell? <laughs> I don't know anything about this series. <laughs> I can. All right, let's Splinter go five. Games five. Let's oh, how many other? I, I cannot disclose that information. I think there's I think five. if you name them all, okay, okay, I'll say that there I believe there are seven. No shit. I believe right, there are seven. Let's go five then. Can, can we do five? I can name four for sure. All right, I'm gonna forget the last one. All right, go ahead. <laughs> all right, we're going, so we're what, going no, five, we, Brian. You're going five, okay. We're going five. Right. We're gonna trust him up. All right, all right. All right, so there's Splinter Cell. Yes. There's Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Yes. Ooh. There's Splinter Cell. Is it Pandora Tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, Splinter Cell Conviction. Oh yes. Oh nice. All right, Muff, we need you, baby. Splinter Cell Bitch Puddings. <laughs> <laughs> the one time you trust in Muff, huh? Uh, there's if oh wait there's a Splinter Cell trilogy, HD that trilogy. Does not ca- that does Bullshit, not count. You said that, that anything? Does, no 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 no. A trilogy a, like a, a multi pack does you not does not count. <laughs> no, the rules come out after we get them. Yeah. One more. You guys got to get one more. Uh, Did you say Dark Tomorrow? He said Pandora tomorrow, Pandora tomorrow. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which was correct. Uh, what you got? Bad? One more on the three sixty. That's all I got. Um, I said conviction, right? Yes. Was it blackout? You're close. Black fall? Close. Black, black something. Ops? Yes. Black, black something. Ops? It's black something? Yes. All right. <laughs> wow. Uh, black light. Oh, even closer. Black. What's close to black light? Black candle, semen, <laughs> black thing, black, black fall, light. black dark, black. You're close with the L and the I. Black, black lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> black line. How fucking crazy would it be if that was what it was? All the way back in the 360 days. Uh. Black licorice. Flight. Oh, you guys are close. I'll, I'll give it to you guys. Black you life? guys are so close. Black, black lickety split. What is it? Splinter Cell Blacklist. List. Oh, yeah. Blacklist. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Five. Five for Splinter Cell. That's that's pretty good. All right. The next one. Hitman. Ooh. We, we just got to name them, right? Yeah. How many can yeah, we Yeah, you name? need to name them. What's I this mean, trivia that, got to do with stealth? These are all stealth franchises. I mean, I know there's three Hitman at least, right? So I, don't yeah, think I can do five, seven. but there's... but we can't pick five again, so we either got to go four. Yeah, or six. yeah. Can you go six or four? You think I can do four? But there were yeah. PlayStation two games and three PlayStation three games and four games. Uh, right, let's let's go for it, Brian. What do you guys think? That's a safe bet. Yeah, yeah. once we get the Metal Gear, we'll go seven. <laughs> <laughs> let's go four. 
Hitman. One, two, three. Yes, yes, yes. Hitman Absolution. Yes. That's it, right? You guys did four? Yeah. You got it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And there was like Blood Money and just Hitman. Like reboot, I guess. Uh, or they just reused the name again, there, I think. There's a Hitman HD collection. Hey, oh. <laughs> All right. I'll use that for Next one. Let, let's get into Metal Gear Solid then. I need the full names of these games, by the way. Oh, we got a seven on this one, right? What do you guys think? Uh, Can we do seven of these? I mean, we know the line five, right? Well, you have to. Do you know full, all the mainline names? Full names. Uh. So there's. We know. We know. Yeah, that, we can do. So we there's do. there's the the main five. We should be able to get most of those. Right. Yeah. If not, yeah, all we got of them. the the Vita ones. Yeah. Uh, there were what two Vita ones? Well, wait. There's right. also the the ones that were on PSP. Yeah. 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 We can yeah. do seven. And then there's the Game Boy one, which is just called, you know, we know what that's called. So that's yep. let's do let's do eight. You all, you only got to do seven. Oh, we only you only got to do seven. Okay, yeah. let's do seven. Metal Gear Solid, tactical espionage action. If that counts, yes. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> what about uh, just Snake, Metal Gear? Snake Eater. The... Which one is that? Uh, Metal three. Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Yeah. Yes. Snake Eater. Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of, Sons of the Patriots. Patriots. Sons, Sons of the Patriots, yeah. Snake Eater should yes. be an OnlyFans. Sons name. of Liberty. Count. It is Sons of Liberty. Sons oh, of Liberty. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, Metal Gear Sons of the Patriots? Yeah. Yes. There we go. Yeah, I got five. Uh, Metal Gear Metal Solid, Solid 5, Phantom Pain. And what was the little mini one they had? Phantom Pain. Oh, and what was the longer one called? It was like a two-hour one. Yeah. So what was the mini one? Like the two-hour one called. Uh, um, Metal Gear Solid Five. Peace Walker? No, that's the that's the. Um, oh yeah, Peace Walker one too. I mean that does the, count. That does yeah, that's, count. That's not what you guys were thinking of, but that that's does the count. Vita one or so you guys just need one yeah. more. Metal Gear Survive. PlayStation Portable. Metal Gear, Metal Gear Survive. Metal Gear. Yeah, you Metal Gear Acid. That will count. Yeah. That will count. We got? You, ground Zeroes is ground, the mini ground one. Zero, Metal Gear Solid yeah. 5 Ground yeah, Zeroes. All right, so that was, let's see. You guys have done seven. four, five, and seven. All right, let's do a uh, Tenchu. Oh, I don't know shit about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got to go one on that one. I only, uh, I know that there were at least two games, but I only know the one. And I don't even know if there was there anything after Tenchu, like the name, like Tenchu, blah blah blah. They all have blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't fucking. I know. played like three of them, but I only know that like the full name of the first one. Yeah, let's just go one. What what is it called, Bash? Well, Tenchu if you know there's three, then don't waste your one. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't. You got to name the them. full name. That it's not just ch- Tenchu. But you, two. There's shit. okay. Tenchu. So, but then when it gets to the one to where there's only one, you can start naming off three. Fuck it, do it. Well, have fun. Go for it. We Let's don't see know what happens. Names, though, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Y'all don't know no fucking math nuns. You got to know the full name. Let's go one. All right, one. Bash, do it. Attention, stealth assassins. That is correct. That is correct. For okay. shit and giggles, what were the other ones, right? Oh, there's quite a bit of Tenchu games. There's Tenchu 2, Birth of the Stealth Assassins. 
Tenchu Wrath of Heaven, Fatal Shadows, Time of the Assassins, Dark Secret, Z. That was that many? Shadow Assault Tenchu, Tenchu Shadow Assassins. There was nine games in the franchise. Jesus. I had no idea. Okay, next franchise. Batman Arkham. Oh, Ooh, we could do uh, Dark Knight knows these. There's yeah. what four? Wait, four, no, right? Uh, there was one that was on uh, the 3DS, I think. Right? I don't remember the name of it though. But there's four. We could do four, right? We did four. Well, we did you guys already do we, a we four? Already, three now. You guys already did four, we so did. you need to do six or three. Two, three, five. We can do three. So there's what Batman three. Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knights, Arkham City. Arkham City. Oh, you guys are doing three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Arkham Knights, Arkham, Arkham City, Asylum, Arkham, Arkham Asylum. City, Arkham Knight. Yeah. And what's that yeah. other one? You guys got it. Yeah, you did it. Three. You guys got the it. The Arkham Origins too. Origins. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You guys rattling off a lot for picking a, a three on that one. We only know four. Right. Siphon filter. Oh shit. Uh so you have um let's see, you guys have two and six are the, the remaining options. <laughs> We're not getting six. <laughs> we gotta go two on this one. Well yeah, there were three on the PlayStation one. There was one on the PSP, one on the PS two, maybe two on the PS two. Yeah, I could do two. I think. Um, yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's either two or six. So, <laughs> yeah, if you guys yeah. don't think you're we, getting we gotta six, we got to do two. Yeah, because I don't remember. All right, what just what siphon filter. Second? Yes, the first one and yes. uh, siphon filter, dark mirror. Yeah, that was PS2, right? I think or so. Was that PSP? I don't know. Dark mirror was one of them. Mirrors. Hold on, I'm I'm double checking my sources here. I need to bring him back, man. Gabe Logan. Um, yeah, I think you guys are correct. I don't think I saved these, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure you guys are correct. Actually, the ones on PlayStation were just Siphon Filter 1, 2, 3. There was no bullshit oh, like, name after that. But the other, it would have been... There's only six. This is a franchise that only had six. So, Okay. Yeah. The last one, you guys got to get six for this series. Assassin's Creed. Oh, we can do that. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's there's you. Assassin's Creed. Yes. Assassin's Creed 2. Yes. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Yes. Black Flag. Grass Which one Creed was that? 4 Black Flag. Yes. Assassin's Creed 3. Yes. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You guys got it. We you did, guys it, baby. did it, guys. Yes, sir. No thanks to Muff. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> All right, good job, guys. I've got just some general uh, trivia questions. Then, um, what is the name of the Metal Gear Solid spin-off card game? Oh, the Metal Gear uh, uh, was it Metal oh, Gear? Oh shit, Muff is pissed. <laughs> Metal Gear Acid, yes. How many were there? Two. There was two. What system did it release for? PSP. Correct. 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 I okay. still have them both. Metal Gear Solid is known for its amazing boss fights. Name six bosses from the original Metal Gear Solid. Psycho Mantis. Yes. Uh, Revolver Ocelot. Revolver Ocelot. Yep. 
The uh, tank. Was, yeah, that fucking tank. There was someone driving with, the tank. With I'm Vulcan Raven driving the tank. Yes, Vulcan Raven driving the tank. Vulcan Raven not driving a tank. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> two more. Uh, fucking Vamp was two. Um, was Metal Gear Rex. Yeah, the Rex. Yep. Then Liquid Snake. Yeah, Liquid Snake. You guys got it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What was the names of the Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 remakes? Oh, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance? Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance and Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. Okay. Um, Let's see. We did that one. What is the name of the main character of the Hitman series? Agent 47. That is correct. Uh, Ever seen any of those movies? I saw the first one. I thought it was I kind of liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I saw like a little bit of the second one, and it looked okay. All right, what was the name of the second Splinter Cell game? Was that Chaos Theory? That it was not. Was it Pandora Tomorrow? Yes, it was. Okay. It was. Assassin's Creed was released in 2007. There was at least one game in the franchise released every year until what year? So, what year did not see a, a game in the Assassin's Creed franchise? released after 2007 so okay so 2007 was assassin's creed 2008 was assassin's creed 2 then 2009 was assassin's creed brotherhood 2010 was assassin's creed revelation i think then after that it was i think it was assassin's creed 3 Fuck. So what would that be? 12? 11? 2012? 2013? 2012. 2019. Holy shit. 2019. Some of them might have been like bullshit mobile stuff. I don't really know. I didn't look into it that much. But on the Wikipedia timeline, every year until 2019, there was an Assassin's Creed game released. (laughs) They couldn't have been any good at some point. I would have. Yeah, I don't know. I would imagine some of those are not stellar releases. Um, okay, just two more. How many games are in the Manhunt franchise? Two? Yeah, I think that it's is correct. two that I've heard of. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, two. Okay, last one. In the game Siphon Filter, what is Siphon Filter? It's a programmable virus. You can kill. <laughs> yes, that you is, can like program is, it to kill certain people. <laughs> that is that is dead on. That is exactly what it is. <laughs> I had no idea what it was. I had to look it up. <laughs> that first game's Our, fun as hell, but... I don't know if it holds up that great, but I remember having fun. Yeah, Kurt was always big into those. I remember yeah. having a good time playing those at his place. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Beat of the Month. Muff has left us in anger over the trivia, <laughs> but I'll let people know where they can find us on social media. You can find us at Beat of the Month on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Beat of the Months with an S on the end for Twitter. And then send us an email, beatofthemonth at gmail.com. Give us an episode suggestion. Give us any kind of random question you want us to answer on the show. Uh, Give us any general feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Otherwise, this has been Beat of the Month next episode. Melbro, do you know what we're doing next episode? Recommendation from Cody. We're going to do the best and worst weapons in video games. Oh, shit. Recommendation from Skeeter. That was Skeeter. 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 Oh, my bad. Fucking piss. (laughs) Cody don't know shit. Skeeter, 
we're going to do the the best and worst weapons in video games. Thank you for that suggestion. We'll share Skeeter's takes on that during that episode. But anyway, this has been Beat of the Month. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next episode. Peace out. See ya.